Hi, today is December 30th, 2022. I'm Tadagasawara, and I'm with my good friend Paul Lawler for another Hawaii Techies edition. This time's number six. Paul is a returnee from many podcasts, and in fact, from one of the earlier Hawaii Techies podcasts. So thank you for Hello, everyone. spending one of the last few days of the 2022 speaking with me from south of the Great White North. <laughs> Paul is, <laughs> although he's, he is a Hawaii person based in Hawaii, he is not in Hawaii right now. He is... Somewhere in much cooler climes. I'm looking at his notes. He said the wind chill was minus 43. So it was a mite chilly the other night, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I, let me tell you, when you're filling gas at Costco and the wind chill is minus 43, <laughs> before you end, before you finish filling your tank, you're already starting to feel you know, prickly on your face <laughs> right. and numb in your fingers. And <laughs> I can only imagine. I mean, I, I, I've been in that kind of weather before, but I've never had to fill up gas in that kind of weather. As I was, I was a child when I did that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, everything I you reach for that's metal, you kind of oh, you don't want to. Do, you got to yes. be really careful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to get uh, in school. They used to, you know, teach us like, you know, don't, don't lick the, the flagpole. And of course, some kid hearing that says, why not? <laughs> <laughs> And I recall the firefighters coming over, the army firefighters coming over and carefully unsticking that, that you know, tongueless Tommy's uh, <laughs> tongue from the flag. I mean, I literally saw that. It was quite a sight. But anyway, not the brightest. Yeah, there's always the that one kid. There's got to be that one kid that says, why? Why not? <laughs> we just explained it to you, but why? <laughs> Uh, anyhow, well. I think those are the ones who grow up to be to listen to the conspiracy views podcast. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But uh, at any rate, I you know I hope that you survive your cold weather winter sojourn and make it back to Hawaii safely uh, next year. Um, here, by the way, I'm looking. Uh, it is a balmy 77 degrees, and it's really quite nice. You know, it's it's sunny and. Not too humid. Um, not going to complain. You know, it's. Just, I'll complain in about six months when we hit summer. But right now, zero complaints about the weather. Well, it is, uh, it is much warmer today. It's actually up to 25 degrees All right. above zero. <laughs> but as I recall, those kind of places, you know, that those swings in weather, temperatures are just radical. I remember 50 degree shifts in, in a day and it was it was quite the thing. But uh, speaking of the kid with the tongue on the flagpole, yeah, it's amazing to me that people who live here, yes, you go you go out to the store or something, right, and you'll see people walk in with a lightweight sweatshirt. Sure, I've seen people in shorts. Yeah, when it's twenty five degrees. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get it. I might as I as I mentioned, I, you know, I've lived in those kind of climbs and. When my dad and I, uh, you know, I was a little kid. I was like, you know, seven, eight, nine years old in Alaska. And we'd, we'd stand out there in 30-degree weather with a hibachi, you know, making teriyaki, you know, meat <laughs> on the grill, standing in a T-shirt and shorts and thinking nothing of it. Of course, the grill helped keep us warm, but, you know, still. <laughs> if, a, if a real Hawaii person saw that, they'd think you, were, you went, you know, insane. But it, that was normal. <laughs> I get it. And on the other hand, Paul, do you have seen people here in Hawaii in 80-degree weather wearing jackets, which I cannot figure out how they don't have a oh. heat stroke? <laughs> yeah. yeah, my daughter is one of them. She's always cold. Oh, my goodness. Okay. But at uh, any rate, I'm glad, I'm glad you're surviving your, your, winter, your winter trip. 
Speaking of weather, um, dark sky, which I found out weather, um, weather people, meteorologists hate. I did not know that until I read this article in Slate. They think it's a piece of junk. I, I thought it was amazing. Um, well, ast- meteorologists hate it. Astronomers love it. Oh, really? Oh, because you know when the sky yeah, is going to be clear. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it shuts down, I guess, either tomorrow night or Monday morning, depending what time zone you're in, I guess. But in any case, dark, Apple bought Dark Sky a couple of years ago. They've allegedly integrated into Apple Weather, which is now in the iPad, yay. And they're shutting down Dark Sky. And I'm sad. I really like Dark Sky. You know, everybody says they, Dark Sky's UI is junk, but I like it. It's easy to read. It's easy to understand. I have no complaints at all. Um, and it used to be pretty accurate. It's become less accurate since Apple bought it for some reason. But it, Yeah, and, and unfortunately, the astronomy part is... One of the parts they did not integrate into oh, Apple Weather. Yeah. Because it, Dark Sky would give you an hour by hour, right. you know, this is how clear we think it's going to be. Right. Have you found an alternative, an inexpensive alternative or free alternative to Dark Sky? Not, not yet. Okay, well, let us know when you do. I'm sure folks will be interested. But yeah, I'm sad, you know. I, and I also wonder what happens to, um, what's the other one I use? Carrot Weather, which is actually using a Dark Sky engine. So I don't know what happens to it, you know, come... Um, November, uh, December, sorry, it's January 1, but I guess I'll find out. And I paid for that thing. I paid for Dark Sky 2. So <laughs> kind of sad. But um, at least I'm not paying a subscription. Uh, you know, it was a, I bought it during its one time purchase period, and I'm kind of grandfathered in. But uh, yeah, so Dark Sky, so long. Farewell to Dark Sky, which amazed many, many um, friends and acquaintances when I said, hey, it's going to start raining in about five minutes. And they looked, I'm going, no, and it starts raining five minutes later. <laughs> um and those that's when the sky is nice too so it's even more amazing i remember a friend and i were walking to lunch one day and i said uh hey you know it's going to start drizzling but it won't be too bad he looks up he says it looks pretty clear and about five minutes later it started drizzling (laughs) (laughs) so it was it was like a you know a little parlor trick (laughs) an outdoor parlor trick that's one thing that always amazed me at the on the university of hawaii campus yeah at manoa you would walk outside, it would be raining, and you would look up, and the sky would be blue. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Hilo is like that, too. Um, you know, Hilo is just perennially raining, but you look up, and it goes, it's, it's actually looking kind of nice, not understanding this rain at all. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And I've seen downpours at the Manoa campus, too, that's been just like torrential rain. Oh, well, dark sky, farewell. Um, you served us well in your time. And- yeah. I hope Apple weather adds back some of the things that are missing from Dark Sky soon. Something else I wanted to mention um, before we get to my questions for you, what you've been up to the last couple of months since I last spoke with you, is, um, you know, I used to write a column called Jurassic Tech for Byte Online, I think. And um, lately, so I, I'm, I've i retired, and I say that with a question mark, kind of a, a um, valley talk <laughs> intonation because my last day in the office was last week thursday the 22nd but technically today is my last day of employment before i retire retire so um but today is an administrative holiday so i am talking to my friend paul instead any rate so i have begun the process of swedish death cleaning uh to, <laughs> which is a thing and it's it a, like might a real be a little practical early thing. for that but. no 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 it's never too early for swedish death cleaning it, never, never, <laughs> never. It is a saner version of uh, Marie Kondo's, um, 
you know, tidiness thing, which I think is a little extreme. But, uh, but anyway, so I have started that and I have been finding things I either forgot about or did not know where it was. <laughs> so one of the things I found yesterday in my Swedish death cleaning was my iFi SD card. Did you ever have one of those, Paul? I mean, you buy everything. Did you have a, a it's an SD memory card. This one happens to be a yeah. giant four gigabytes um, with Wi-Fi built in. And the idea was you stuck it in your camera, you know, your non-RF enabled camera back in the old days. And it would, you could connect it to a, to a, it has a little access point in it, if I recall correctly. And you could connect to it and draw down photos from your camera wirelessly, which was, you know, like amazing back in the day. I don't even remember when it came out. 15 years ago? It's been a while. Um, so I found it. Again, it's a giant four gigabytes. You can kind of tell <laughs> by that how old it might be. <laughs> And, and I, I used it a few times. It was not very stable or consistent, so was, I didn't really use it a lot, but it was sort of like magic the few times it worked. And it was an interesting alternative to, you know, our, our wired uh, Rube Goldberg-like way of connecting things in the old days. Um, and so I, I'll, I'll probably do a little, little uh, memory piece on it. Um, I wonder what photos are still on it. I haven't stuck it into an SD card really <laughs> yet to check, but I will do that shortly. So that's the old iFi spelled E Y I like you know the I in your in your head uh, dash five. Yeah, like I don't Wi-Fi. have one of the, I never had one of those. Oh yeah, they're kind of expensive, but it was you know, um, it seemed like a good idea. So I think I bought one on sale one day. Anyhow, so the Swedish death cleaning continues. I found a lot of stuff I forgot about, so I'm <laughs> really quite. It's been kind of fun. <laughs> It's been really kind of fun. I found an old ThinkPad from like 1992, something like that. 30-year-old ThinkPad. Back when it was a ThinkPad, it was really cool. And uh, even a little nub eraser track point was a cool thing. I never could use one of those, by the way. I've had several of them on Lenovo's and ThinkPads, and none of them are really comfortable with me. any rate, those I, are my... Tr- yeah, go ahead, Paul. That was always my least favorite pointing yeah. interface as well. Yeah, which is your favorite? Mine is just the old good old mouse, by the way, having tried trackballs and whatnot. Uh, so I, if it's a desktop, obviously a mouse, but I've gotten so used to the trackpad on my MacBook. Pro oh, nice. That I can do like almost anything. I mean, I can click and drag and hold and yeah. move and highlight and yeah. all the things that I found really difficult at first. Right. Has become second nature now. So oh, that's that's you know the, my daughter is like that. You know, um, she I think she rarely uses a mouse. She has one, but she rarely uses. She just, just uses the. Tra- and the nice thing about the the Apple trackpads on on um, on notebooks is they're big. I mean, they're huge. It's, yeah, it's like a third of the screen. Yeah, or a third so, of the keyboard space. Right, and um, and it's also a good palm rest next to it. So although it's pretty hot in a MacBook Pro, the M1 MacBook Air does not get hot, which makes it great. But um, yeah, so no, I'm, I'm a mouse user. I have a MacBook Pro right now in front of me to recording the podcast, and I have a I have a Logitech mouse because I I'm really not a good trackpad user. I can use it. I just eh, not a big fan. Not a big fan. Um, all right. So we talked about your weather last week. 14 above, wind chill 43. I remember I remember days when the where I lived in Alaska it was minus 43 without wind chill. <laughs> Ooh. I think I think I think antifreeze freezes at minus forty two. I mean minus four zero. You know, 
Yeah, somewhere somewhere around minus forty is the point where centigrade and Fahrenheit are the same number. Yeah, I think it is at minus forty. Yeah, or very close to that. Yes. Um, and I was just reading that I think northwest of where I used to live the other day, the it was minus sixty seven or something without wind chill, and with wind chill is minus eighty five. So <laughs> it was a mite chilly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't need that kind of weather. People tell me, Todd, don't you miss seasons? No, not not in the least. <laughs> yeah. Not in the least. Okay, digital toys. You know, Paul, you and my other friend, Sven Johansson, that between the two of you, I don't really need to buy stuff necessarily that I'm just curious about, <laughs> that I don't actually need. Because I know one or both of you are going to buy it and tell me about it. And I can now then decide from a trusted source whether this is something I want. So, and this has happened many, many times. So, <laughs> I remember you brought an Echo, an Amazon Echo with you. The very first one. Uh-huh. To like a little coffee meeting we had with a couple of friends one day. And you brought your own power supply and your own Wi-Fi, battery-powered Wi-Fi access point so you could show it to us. Um, you are a madman. But... <laughs> <laughs> so what are the latest gadgets you'd, you'd like to tell me about that I might want? Well, well, you know, since I've started working less and spending more time at home, um, I'm not like getting up and rushing in the morning to get someplace. Ah. So um, I've actually started to, and, and I started watching a podcast Oh. Um, by a, a British guy named James Hoffman. Okay who as a young man won the world barista championship. <laughs> and anyway, he's a, so he's a coffee person. Okay. James Hoffman. And, um, so I've been watching his podcast and he talks all about coffee, right? Different, different roasting techniques, different grinders, different. And I never realized, and you may or may not realize this. I probably did. You can pay $4,500 for a coffee grinder. <laughs> I would rather not know that, but okay. <laughs> okay. Why would you pay that much for a coffee grinder versus going to Costco uh, and having using their grinder? <laughs> I, I I do not know, but I I did learn that you know the kind of cheap coffee grinder you get at Longs. Okay. With the two little blades that just spin around and smash the beans. <laughs> okay. Are like the worst coffee grinders, and. So the ones you want are the the burr grinders. And even in the burr grinders, there are conical burr grinders and there are flat burr grinders. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's a rabbit hole that you can follow for a long time. Oh, I'm sure. So what I did is I went out and I bought a a manual burr grinder, the kind you have to twist with your hand. Good exercise. Um, Which is good exercise. And it's, you can get a significantly better manual grinder for the same amount of money as a cheap electric grinder. Okay. Which makes sense. So I did that. And then I bought a digital coffee scale, <laughs> which allows you to weigh the beans, to weigh the water. So it's 18 grams of coffee beans into 300 grams of water. And then you it has a little timer on it. So you set the brew time. Um, it's, it's a whole... Right on the like scale say, itself. Yeah, right on this. Well, <clears throat> so what I use is something called the Clever Dripper, or I use a Hario V60 coffee maker. Um, 
The Hario V60 is if you want to brew up to 500 grams of water. The Clever Dripper will do up to 300 grams, which is like a little one good size cup. So you can put the dripper right on the scale. You put a paper filter into it, um, fill it up with water, fill it up with coffee, give it a stir, wait for it to um, brew, and then you place it on top of your cup. And it's one of these devices where there's a, a little release valve in the bottom that's released when you set it on the cup. So it doesn't drip or anything until you put it on top of the cup, and then it extracts the, the coffee. That's pretty clever. So it doesn't actually start a, until you put How does it know you put it in a cup? pressure because that's why i say there's a little plate on the bottom of the ah, dripper got it got it the rim of the cup pushes the plate up and opens the valve ah got it so it's a cross between a filter brewer and a french press you have gotten the, into the this french haven't you <laughs> the, the french press does all this without any kind of pit filtration so you get a bunch of grounds in your coffee oh, boy. okay so digital coffee scale and how much of these things run more or less oh Fifteen dollars. Oh, they're reasonable. Very reasonable. Yeah, the the hand grinder was one hundred and thirty dollars. Oh but, my, less. Reasonable. And the clever dripper was about twenty nine. Is so all of these things now are coming out of Taiwan. Taiwan is the hotbed of coffee culture now. I did not know that. I, Boba, I did not know yes. that either. Boba tea, yes. Now, coffee culture, no. <laughs> coffee. So the the Hario um, stuff is all Japan. Right. But then all of the new, the new uh, grinders, the new um, dripping methods, the new roasting stuff is all coming out of Taiwan now. And and you've bought everything? <laughs> I kid, I kid. No. <laughs> I and don't I have a roast. And I, and I assume there are just all of these um, enthusiast websites and things that people can go find. And, and oh my gosh, there's. I mean, so I started with this one podcast, okay. which of course. YouTube is very good about leading you to oh, similar yeah. podcasts, oh, right? Yeah. So, it, so not only are these there are multiple coffee podcasts, but these people all okay. I'm not going to say they hate each other, but let's just say they they don't agree with each other often. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And, they and, don't... and they'll, they will argue about whether the the, the water should be at. 100 degrees Celsius, 98 degrees Celsius, 95 degrees Celsius, or 95 and a half degrees Celsius. <laughs> oh, it's that kind of a thing. Got it. Got it. And, and I've had to learn to rethink in grams and Celsius because right. everything is grams and Celsius in the coffee world. Right, because it's not U.S.-centric, um, I'm right. guessing. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing. You know, we should be less U.S.-centric and more, more worldly. As World Cup fans know, I guess. Are you? <laughs> right. I'm not a fan of world football. I mean, I, I'll watch it. I don't hate it. But you know, I just didn't really watch World Cup. I know all my friends got all excited. And at work, people were talking about it. But I thought maybe it might have been like the Olympics. You know how in the Olympics, we all become experts in various sports we see once every four years. <laughs> but I wasn't sure. I, I, I do have to say that their scoring system makes a lot more sense than American football. I mean, you get a goal, you get yeah. a point. Well, we In American point, football, right. you get six points or right. seven points or three right. points or two points. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got to really, you got to really think about the score. You're right. You're right. Um, simpler is better sometimes, for sure. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and also and speaking of scales, I see in your list of things you've you've been looking at, and 
even buying lots of things to waste stuff, it appears. Or is it the same thing? Yeah, no. Okay, so this is different because the coffee scale is quite quite small. It's okay, maybe it's in grams. three inches by five inches. Oh, okay. And it, and it weighs in small amount. Of, I, I think the maximum weight you, it'll handle is three pounds. Okay. So it's more so like a lab scale. I, at the same time as I was watching these coffee YouTube videos, I started watching um, Ethan Chabowski and Adam Ragusia who do food um, podcasts. Okay. You know, cooking podcasts. Sure, sure. And um, so basically this this one guy, Ethan Chabowski, uh, don't ask me to spell that, said that you should really weigh your food instead of measuring it with measuring cups and spoons. And so he does everything in grams. All of his recipes are in grams. So I've got a food, a digital food scale as well. And this thing is bigger. It's probably 9 by 12, and it can handle up to like 20 pounds. Like a small chicken so, or regular chicken. Yeah, so you use, you use that, and, uh, you know, somebody says – five grams of uh, paprika. You just sprinkle paprika in until your digital scale takes up five grams, right? And then you, it says, you know, 10 grams of this, and you just sprinkle that in until your scale ticks up. And if, you, if you're really lazy, you can hit the tear button every time you put in an ingredient, it yeah. zeroes the scale, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you just add 10 grams. So you don't have to do any math to figure out how many. You, yeah, you don't have it. to do any math. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like it, and uh, and uh, I'm sorry. How and how many pounds can this thing weigh up to? You said it was. Oh, I think twenty. Twenty. Okay, that's that's pretty big, like a small pet. <laughs> yeah, either either twenty or thirty. So you could do a a roast. You yeah, know. yeah, roast or not quite a turkey, maybe, but a reasonable yeah, not, sized not a chicken. Turkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and who would really care how how much a turkey weighs exactly anyway, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, now go ahead. So the other thing I bought that, I, that goes with this that I didn't put yeah. down is a Traeger grill. Are you familiar you, with those? I, I am not. How do you spell Traeger grill? T R A E G E R, I think. T R A G E R grill. It's, so it's actually it it's actually called a Traeger pellet grill, and so it's a combination of a smoker and a grill. It's a big huh. round barrel. I see it. With a, Wood pellet. A door that opens up, and then you fill the hopper with wood pellets, hardwood pellets, and there's a little auger in the bottom that feeds the pellets from the hopper into the bottom of the grill, where there's a firebox that ignites them. So you can smoke things. Fancy. You can smoke ribs or brisket or turkey or chicken or anything you can smoke. Oh, and you can buy different um, different kinds of pellets. Pecan, you can apple, buy different hickory. hardwood pellets. You yeah. apple, cherry, oak, um, mesquite, kiave. Kiave too? Wow. Well, That's cool. okay. So kiave is mesquite, right? But oh, oh different... I didn't know that. <clears throat> I did not know that. It 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 is a mesquite. Okay. But it is not the same as Texas mesquite. Got it. So when you buy the mesquite pellets, thinking you're going to get kiave smoke, not it's quite. not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's still good, I assume, though. It's still good, but if you have, expect a very specific kind of wood scent, if you're fussy, basically, <laughs> right, you, you might be disappointed. So yeah, I've discovered. I mean, you can smoke chikoa, which is a Japanese fish cake. Yep, yep. Um, you you can smoke 
just a ton of different things. I, I actually made Chikua at a factory in Yokohama years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fun. So you get to make your own and eat your own. It was, it was quite entertaining. I think I have photos of it somewhere. But um, anywho, I am, I'm going to put that link in. Now, none of these actually, none of these uh, doodads are, I mean, they're, they're cool, they're gadgets, but none of these connect to an iPhone or anything like that from what I can tell. They're just, they're just cool food gadgets, food, oh, no, food no. porn they, gadgets. They, they do they, it? The, like the, the Traeger grill has Wi-Fi uh -huh. in it. Nice. Um, the, uh, the Clever Dripper does not. You can buy uh, coffee makers or espresso makers that do have Wi-Fi in them. Huh. But they, the, the Clever Dripper is just a little piece of plastic. It's nothing. Are they easy to set up? By, by, and the reason I ask is, you know, I, I bought, I replaced my old Instant Pot, my little Instant Pot that I bought just to test out years ago with a Wi-Fi enabled Instant Pot uh, several years ago. And I only got it to work like two times. <laughs> it never worked. I mean, Instant Pot works fine as Instant Pot. It's just a Wi-Fi doesn't work well. Yeah, I don't have a Wi-Fi Instant Pot, but I do have a Wi-Fi um, immersion cooker a sous vide cooker a sous vide yeah yeah and the, the sous vide immersion wand and uh that works fine with wi-fi nice I, I could go to the other uh, other side of the house and see what the temperature is and how long it's got left right right i was just using it for to tell me when the timer is up you know without having to go look at it or or listen for the little indicator but okay now speaking of phones you you bought the big one I did. I just. I'm just so used to talking to a piece of toast. <laughs> oh my! Although my recommendation to anyone listening who wants to go out and buy a new phone is, if you don't have the, like, if you didn't break your phone and you need a new one, right. I have big hopes for the 15 that is going to have some really major changes. Not least of which is USB-C for charging oh, instead of lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the European Union has forced them into it. Right. I have um, I have the 14 Pro, which is still USB-C. Although the new iPads are all USB-C, which is really nice. Um, the new iPads are USB-C. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that I'm worried about is that Apple, as they have a tendency to do, are going to thumb their nose at the European Union and say, "Okay, fine, wireless charging only." Ah. And there will be no port at all. Right. And, you know, that kind of goes is, a, along with uh, Steve Jobs' desire to have no visible seams or holes in a device. So. Right. So that actually does follow his philosophy. I hope but that's not the case. it also stops you from doing data transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least doing it quickly. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's even happened with, um, you know, moving from one iPhone to the next, right? It used to be the fastest way to do that. That migration was to connect two phones together and with a cable and transfer stuff. Now you need to be on Wi-Fi that's reasonably fast because I assume it has to go. I don't think it goes point to point. I think it goes up to the cloud and comes back down. Um, yeah, and it, it it can be kind of slow. So, so you got the you got the Pro Max, the big huge one, um, and that's because you just wanted well, a big phone. I've just well, you know, I'm getting old. I need glasses. Uh, <laughs> I, I just need a, I, I, I enjoy a bigger screen. I have to say I do too, but for what I, what I ended up doing is because I, I had the, I think I encountered it with the iPhone 7 Plus, which was the last big phone I bought. 
And what happened is my left hand, I tend to use my, my I, I'm right-handed, and I tend to hold my phone with my left hand and use my thumb, just one-handed, and I hyperextended my thumb. <laughs> and my thumb was just hurting like the dickens for a while until, you know, I basically said, I, I need to get another phone that's not this big. So I, IRS has actually heard your your plea for oh. help, and and there's a you can just flip it down now with your thumb, and the whole thing condenses down to a a small area at that's the right that's right they, and i tried it and i didn't like it i mean you know i get it i just didn't like it so i i stuck even though i know there are some features in the pro max that i really wanted like a much better camera sensor and, much yeah much know. better camera so you know i was really tempted but i said you know at some point it's got to be good enough and my thumb my left hand thumb thanks me so um although i did discover last night i tried to take pictures of christmas lights okay and when I got home and I'm looking at my pictures, all the lights are white, even oh. though they were colors. Right, right, right. And it's because it was overcompensating for the yeah. snow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think in those kind of, I don't know if you want to call them special situations, but, you know, in, let's call them interesting situations. you got to probably use one of the one of the third-party apps. I'm looking at my list of third-party apps like, um, I don't know, Obscura or Halide or, you know, those kind of Argentium. Spectre, one of those kind of things that gives you more manual control. But then you have to know how to use a manual control, and I'm not sure I do. Exactly. <laughs> and even the manual control in the iPhone itself, every every new iteration of iOS, right. they tweak it. Right. So it doesn't work the same. Right. So the ones that the things that I know how to do on an iPhone ten or eleven or right. twelve, I can't do anymore because they work a little differently. Right. And he's pretty happy to Pro Max. John John Westfall bought one too, by the way, and I think he's he's pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, so far I'm very happy with it. I don't have Wi-Fi issues. I don't have Bluetooth issues anymore. Um, it does AirPlay. So, like, I'll be sitting uh, just the other night. I'm at my relative's home in right. Bismarck, North Dakota, my in-laws, and I wanted to show them some pictures okay. of grandchildren. Okay. And so the pictures are all on my phone, right? So I just popped open my phone, hit the button, said AirPlay, sent it off to their Roku right. TV, and, right. and they can all sit and watch the, the movies and the pictures easily. I mean, it, it used to be you could do things <laughs> like that, but it was painful. Now it's it's dead simple. Push the button on your phone, says which device you want to send it to. You look and you see Roku TV, push tap on it. The first time works. you do, it asks for a code. Yeah. Once you put that code in, it just works. Yeah. You know, we've we've come a long way since my iFi <laughs> and struggling to yeah. get the photos from my my you know my radio less camera through the iFi into something else. Um, so for all the the moaning and groaning I do about technology every now and then, um, we have certainly certainly come a long way, and we are much better off than we were in the old days. Uh, Although travel technology, and we won't name names, but we know who we're talking about. Travel technology to me <laughs> is going backwards, but anyway, or at least travel operations. Not a fan of that. Um, okay, and the other thing I was uh, surprised, I, I, I can't, I couldn't remember which Apple Watch you had previously, but you, you moved up to eight, not the Ultra, right? Not the crazy expensive one. Just a, No, not, not. I, although I do, I do know someone who bought the crazy one. Well, it's good to be rich. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean... If if I was hiking in the backwoods all the time, okay. Okay. I can I can see it. Sure, because yeah. you know 
it's got the um oh and my phone just updated to where it uh it, it will talk to satellite satellite yeah I'm, mine did that too a little uh, update or two ago yeah if i'm outside of uh cellular range so i can see it if you if you're in that kind of situation or if you're you know skin diver or a you know a if you're not an outdoorsy person <laughs> yeah if you're if you're not I'm, i like to hike but i don't go off the beaten trail into the middle of nowhere yeah well you don't have to go very far to get in trouble you know i mean you know you know i actually know paul and i live on the other side of a mountain from each other and you probably hear the same helicopter rescues i do every I, weekend you know i'm just I'm flabbergasted when I see that a hiker got lost on the Coolio O Trail because the trail is so obvious. <laughs> and yet, every week, helicopter rescue. You know, I'm convinced we need to put some kind of intelligence test. You know, some kind of outdoors intelligence test um, at the beginning right. of the trail. If you can't pass it, the gate won't open. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so, how do you like it? I I am I still have a six. I'm quite happy with it. I you know as a as a soon-to-be-retiree, I'll be officially retired in about five hours. Um, I'm trying to save my nickels and dimes, and I'm staying at the six for a while at least. Um, um, what did you move from? I, I moved from a either a five or a six. Oh, okay. okay. I moved from the one that the one that couldn't do blood oxygen. Mm, that was so a this five. is my first one that, that will do blood oxygen. Yeah, I have a six, and it does um, SpO2. Okay, so I moved from a five. Yeah. So yeah, so you're you're a couple of years out, so that's a good move. Unfortunately, one of my favorite things that the watch does, mm -hmm. it's now Microsoft has announced it's no longer going to do. Oh, what which is, that? is Microsoft Authenticator. Oh. So when when I asked for an authentication, I could just right. look down at my watch and tap right. it right. and authenticate and without pulling out my phone. Right. And Microsoft decided to kill that. Yeah. Because they're they're mean people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're angry mean people. Oh, that's too bad. You know, as um, I I use my phone for Microsoft authentication. I have to say because I never thought about using my watch. And um, well, I don't have to do it after today. Well, do I? Are they gonna force consumer users to do that? I notice uh, Google does that to me. You know, forces me to authenticate via my phone now. Um, even though I don't think I opted what? into and it. And amazingly, they they don't authenticate via the authenticator. They authenticate no. via Google or YouTube. Right, right. Yeah, which is kind of nice. You know, you don't need a special app. If you have the Google app, it'll authenticate using just a Google app on your phone. Um, and even though it says, you know, it's going sending it to my Pixel, which is you know my my the Android phone I use, um, I get authenticated on my iPhone because uh, Google app on my iPhone says, "Hey, is this you?" <laughs> Press yes. <Right. laughs> you know, or no. <laughs> So 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 let's see. Um, I guess you already had fall detection on five, so that's not a big deal. Um, I think I think a recent firmware upgrade. It's not even in the eight in the, or needed eight. I noticed my six. It has detected. You know, like something has fallen off the table, and I've I've been still fast enough to catch it. And it'll it'll send an alert says, "Have you fallen?" <laughs> you know, because it detected a sudden arm movement to catch a right. falling object. Um, so it's it's. It's pretty sensitive to that, and I guess as we get as we both age, uh, you know that's going to be more important. Someday we're really going to need it. I think. Hopefully not. Well, I, I I've definitely fallen and had it go off, but I just reach over and say, "Yes, I'm fine. Leave me alone." Yeah, yeah. Don't call nine one one. Stop mocking me, right? <laughs> uh, 
All right. All right. Okay. Um, those are all pretty cool things. None of which well, I have bought. This conversation is a is a good segue yeah. to my next topic. Okay. Which is social media. Okay. And apps. Oh, okay. Because basically what Microsoft did was they killed the, the app that runs on the watch. Right, right. And I, I we're seeing a lot of that now where companies will just, and with Dark Sky, same kind of thing, right? They'll have an app and they'll just kill it. And Google is True. famous for this. Yes. Google is famous for introducing things, getting you to use them, and then killing them. Right. Looking up what what they killed in 2022. Yeah. It's, it's quite a list just this year alone. You know, it's uh, Stadia, their gaming thing, which on Hub, which I didn't know existed. <laughs> Google Currents, which I didn't know existed. Enterprise Focus Social Network. Okay, we never use that. Uh, Google Cloud IoT Core. Yeah, I've heard of that. Didn't really care. Um, Google Currents. Hmm. And I think uh, some of their talking stuff, right? Some of their um, Duo, one of those those kind of things are all dying too. So, yeah, Google Graveyard. Yuck. <laughs> they haven't killed Voice yet, which is yeah. I hope not. Good because I, I use, use Voice. It. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Oh, Duplex and Google Hangouts are dead. Google Surveys dead. Very sad. Google Chrome Apps, dead. Right. Very sad. Very sad. Oh, and free G Suite. I know a lot of people use that. That was sad. So goodbye things, Google, that are now dead. We wish <laughs> you well. You know, those things. That, and it's really sad. I mean, you know, people kill stuff like that. Microsoft killed my, um, my custom email domain last year, I think. And so I had to go figure out how to change MX records and stuff to... <laughs> <laughs> reroute, which is kind of a hassle. So yeah, it's not just Google, Google killing stuff. So what what else in the digital services, social media that's been you know, aside from the obvious, the eight hundred pound gorilla wandering so, around? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's been really interesting to to watch everybody saying, "Oh, this is the new Twitter." Right. You know, Mastodon is the new Twitter. Right. Um, uh, what's the one with the the whale? Um, not Twitter. I can't. Post? No, no, no. It, well, it, it, it's not a whale. It's a fish. It's kind of oh, a play oh, off of, and I can't remember the name of it, but there's a, another one. <clears throat> oh, this is the new Twitter, and that, that's the new Twitter. And, of course, the, um, the, uh, <clears throat> what's the, what's the word I should use? The more conservative of my acquaintances <laughs> use uh, truth social. Right, and, right, right. And so all of these things are supposed to be the new Twitter right. or the new Facebook. Right. But what what ends up happening, at least for me, is I always end up back on Twitter and Facebook because there is no um, <clears throat> there is no critical mass on these other sites. Yeah. You know, I know a few people on Mastodon. I know a few people on this one, a few people on that one. But I know everybody is on Facebook. Everybody is on Twitter. Right. A lot of people leaving Twitter and Facebook, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, they, I, mean I see people leaving, and then I also right. see them quietly coming back. Oh, okay, interesting. Because they can't, they they no longer have an audience when they leave right. Facebook and Twitter. Well, you know, it's interesting. Ryan uh, Ozawa was a guest last week, Friday, and we were talking about it because you know he's um, he he had the interesting situations, sort of an. Um, related situation or adjacent situation where Google or Meta, its parent company, killed the Meta Bulletin program 
that Ryan was actually making money from. I think they were paying a certain number of journalists in the U.S. and elsewhere to provide content. They, they just sort of suddenly killed it a few months ago. And so he's been, he moved to, what did he move to? Oh, shoots, I can't remember. He, he moved to another service that allows him to, um, you know, have uh, paid subscribers and that's Substack. That's where he moved to. And we were talking about Mastodon, which he did a tutorial video three years ago. That's very good, by the way. Um, I still have not tried Mastodon. But what I met, what I noted to him is that the current social media dispora, whatever you want to call it, has created a situation that existed long ago for a lot of us. And more recently, text messaging. And about 20 years ago, maybe maybe 15 years ago, you could not send text messages between carriers in the U.S., if you were right. on Sprint and I was on T-Mobile, which are now the same company, but back then we could not send a text message or we'd have to pay extra or we'd have to use some kind of gateway. And it was a lot trickier than it is now. You know, it was sort of, you know, not like today. And even further back with for email, before, you know, before domains were well-defined and all that, we were using UUCP to send, you know, bang email addresses. You had to know the path from me to you to get an email to you. It's like if you lived in, you know, Boston and I lived in Hawaii, I would have to know the route that my paper mail took <laughs> to get it to you. Right. <laughs> um, and I remember, you know, sometimes you'd be sending, you'd use a bang because it'd be like, um, you know, it'd be like, uh, well, I was on a dot .mil account. Um, so you go from your, your dot .mil account to, you know, to like UC San Diego's computer, supercomputer, and from there it goes to I don't know, Indian Hill in New Jersey, and from Indian Hill it goes to somewhere. And then finally you get to, like, the person you want to get to after five or six hops. And, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, this is just my pundit's opinion, but I think this move back toward um, silos yeah. or walled gardens is a bad move. And I don't think the world is going to want – the world wants to move to – being able to text message anybody, no matter what, without knowing what carrier they're on. Yeah. Not, not, not back to. I have more security because I'm text yeah. messaging with my special carrier. Right, right, right. Whose map is purple instead of orange. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 definitely a step backwards, and I hope um, I hope we we see some kind of uh, more coherent global messaging system that isn't quite so toxic as some of the ones we've seen grow over time. And my next, my next talking point is exactly that, which is the rise of matter as a, a universal. Yeah. No, matter is wonderful <laughs> yeah. because it's a yeah. universal way that IOT devices can talk to right. each other. Right. Right. I don't even know what I have in a house that is matter enabled. I mean, I know all the iPhones and Androids all your, and all your echoes like that. are. Okay, is my Google your assistant? Android devices are. Yeah. Um, Depends which one. If you have hue, hue light bulbs, those are right. Philips Hue. Um, Apple is now a, a big supporter of matter, so all of the um, HomePods, iPads that you use as, as hubs for HomeKit will all do matter. Have you have you actually? Um, Why well, is it automatic when you when when all this happens? Does does everything know about it, everything else now? I should look. So, it the answer to that question is it depends, <laughs> because some some devices are matter compliant, some are not. For some devices, it's just a firmware upgrade. Yeah. That makes them matter compliant because it's software; it's not hardware. Right. 
And so uh, I have Eero routers in my house, which are Eero was purchased by Amazon and they support thread. And now um, Amazon has said that they're going to support Eero or su support Matter at the beginning of 2023. So those will all automatically move up to Matter support. I have Philips Hue lights. I have uh, Wemo lights. I have Kesa lights. I have. Oh, I have um, some of those. Yeah, I haven't plugged any of them in. <laughs> oh, so it, I mean, it really it, it's it's kind of fun to take your old house and turn it into a a smart house, right? Because you can do it without rewiring anything, and yeah. and because it's all Wi-Fi Bluetooth, you can do it without having to add. You used to have to add Ethernet cable all over your house. Yes. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so old, Paul. I remember when I was running coax. And that was just a nightmare. Because it had a better it had, had a, better you know, distance signal carrying. I just had a client it. whose whose house I went to uh set up Wi Fi for. Yeah. Uh, he he just moved into this house. He asked me to come and help him set up the Wi Fi. And his entire house is wired with coax. Every room has multiple coax connections in it. It and was goes, a good idea at the time. I don't even, it was a good idea at the time, but he's telling yeah. me, I don't even watch cable TV. <laughs> he said, I don't want cable TV. Oh, but I, I said, was well, using... your house is, is beautifully wired for cable TV. Yeah. Well, actually, coax is 10 base 2. So, you know, you, you can use it for data if you can find a 10 base 2 <laughs> hub and stuff. I think right. I have one upstairs. I, I, I chose not to do that. <laughs> I think I still have one. And I have like, I probably have a couple hundred feet of uh, cable runs, you know, just in case I decide to wire stuff. <laughs> but uh, I, I better go find that. That's part of my Swedish death cleaning is I need to go find the coax cable <laughs> and go donate it to some, I don't know who would want it, but somebody might want it. Maybe your friend, <laughs> your <laughs> client. But no. uh, <laughs> we're, we're moving him away from that. <laughs> he could go back, you know. It could be like Battlestar Galactica, where we go to simpler technology again. But um, very, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. And I see in your favorites list the two things we already talked about: the a 14 Pro Max and Series 8 are your favorite gadgets. I'm surprised. I thought they'd be one of your food gadgets or something. But oh well, I mean, as a so gadget, gadget. I, only because I talked about the food gadgets yeah. when we talked about the coffee scales and stuff yeah um i don't have any real new gadgets i really those are my two newest gadgets that's the reason i i put them down under favorites oh yeah yeah i can see that and and, and plus i mean i have this discussion with people a lot about they go oh the iphone is so expensive it's so expensive i said this is a device that i use four to six hours a day. Wow, I didn't know that. Right? I mean, between text messaging, gaming, right. YouTube. Right. Uh, work. <laughs> work, the yeah. occasional actual phone call when I have to. Um, it Between my watch, well, my watch is something I use all day long, right? The Definitely. phone I use all day long and probably for a cumulative four hours a day. And uh, so if you divide the amount I paid for it by the amount it gets used, it's one of the least expensive tech devices I have. Right, right. 
as opposed to the curl pie we both bought, which is far less expensive. <laughs> And we've probably each turned it on four times each. <laughs> right, right. That's probably one of the more expensive tech, tech devices I have because of per how use. little I've used it. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. I, the, the absolute most expensive tech device I have yeah. was I bought a uh, stabilizer, a gimbal stabilizer yes. from my yes. iPhone. Yes. And then the company went toes up. Oh, no. And it, and it no longer works. It's oh, now no. a paperweight. Oh no! I have I've bought a couple of things like that. That not a not a gimbal. I bought a DJI two something. So it's kind of old technology, but DJI is around. But yeah, I've bought a couple of things like that. Um, oh golly! I think I bought a is you it, know hybrid local cloud, a personal cloud thing. I forget what it was called now, but uh, it, it went belly up. And so the, when the server stopped working, my my local LAN server stopped working too, which is kind of sad. So, th- so this particular gimbal depended on the app. And it was right. very nice. They had an Android app and an iPhone app, and I probably used it half a dozen times. And then they went toes up and they pulled the apps. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the other things that I, you know, I bought the DJI and um, gimbal for my iPhone or for any phone really, and I I used it a couple of times and then I I never used it again. You know, I, I in retrospect, I wish I had used it during the height of the pandemic when nobody was around outside. You know, and I was just right. only idiot wandering around outside by myself with a mask on. Uh, I could have gotten some really beautiful video shots with no people in them, but that's okay. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty, as we always say. So that is, you know, I was just thinking what my favorite device of twenty twenty is. Um, it's oh, okay, not the. Sorry. I, go I, ahead, go ahead. I do have another device. Oh yeah. I, I I forgot to mention it because it's it's new to me. It's a um, Synology network attached storage oh yeah unit. yeah 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 so um i i looked at i actually tried another one first i tried a buffalo one which i returned yeah. Yeah. because the the app wouldn't work with my macbook so uh, i got the synology one and i just love it because it's very um tech oriented it's it's it, it's not that easy to use because it's very tech oriented, but it's extremely powerful. I can connect it to an Amazon account. I can connect it to any other cloud account. Right. Uh, it, it backs up my stuff. I can have a, a continuous cloud backup. I can run it as a, not only a NAS server, but I could run it as a cloud server. And you know, I can open my firewall with a, a port to this thing. And it's just, really lovely besides automatically doing my my uh <clears throat> time machine backups it it backs up almost anything else that i i want to back up and it interfaces with almost anything i want to interface it with yeah i think john westfall uses that uh he has one of those in his home or office or someplace um is this is this the kind of thing where you put in your own hard drives or does it come populated yeah. or you put in your own hard drives and so when you want it to be bigger you right. just pull out a drive and put in a new one Right. While it's uh, running. Yeah. How many? Uh, looks like it has four four drives. Uh, or at least a model a, I'm looking one, at. You can buy a OneDrive, drive, four drive, oh. or eight drive model. Okay. So a OneDrive mine, model mine would is, have no fault tolerance. So you really want to have. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. mine is uh, a two drive model, and I'm running RAID 1 with uh, eight terabyte drives. Yeah. So I, I have eight terabytes of totally backed up storage. Pretty cool, very nice. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I think um, my 
I don't know if my favorite new toy, one of the toys I've been enjoying and learning more about, despite its simplicity, is much less expensive than your favorite toys. I bought the Anchor, um, I forget the number, but it's a, it's a, it's a tablet hub. It's a tablet stand that's a hub. And so it has USB-C and you can power your, your, your device, whether your USB-C device while it's standing on a stand. It's got HDMI out and all of that stuff. And uh, it's it's a lot handier than I thought it would be, and I bought it as kind of an experiment for my, my what I call my retiree digital workstation workspace, where I just you know play with stuff on a tiny little Costco desk, a table, folding table, <laughs> it's not a desk, it's a folding table, and because um, you know retiree, you gotta save money. Um, <laughs> and, but you know, I, I it turns out I have never used a hub with my iPad, and I didn't realize what that actually meant. So, for example, I didn't know that an actual hub icon appears on your iPad if you plug it into a hub, which I never knew before because I never did it. And, you know, I forgot stuff like, oh, you know, if you want to play, if you're plugged in and there's an HDMI cable, it assumes you have HDMI audio somewhere. And I don't because my I bought a cheap $80 LCD display with no speakers. And so if I plug my iPad in there's and I play something with sound like YouTube, it's got no sound. So I have to unplug the HDMI. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so it's just been a little bit of a learning experience. It, what it taught me is I should have spent more than $80 on my monitor and got one of speakers. <laughs> or, or you know what? You can just get a, a TV, a, an old TV set that's yeah. HDMI yeah. capable and it works just fine. Uh, but so it's been, uh, well, it's got to be small. Remember, it's on a Costco folding table. <laughs> so. But that's it. I'm pretty happy with my $80 LCD display. It's actually quite nice, despite the fact it doesn't have um, it doesn't have audio out. What I did for the PC that's sitting on a table, which is a little $160, um, you know, like a nut-like PC uh, in a tiny little box, uh, it, it's uh, it's actually quite nice. I have to say for $80, and no complaints. And I, I, it didn't have a lot of HDMI ports. I think it only had two. No, it may, only had one. One HDMI, one VGA. And so I had to buy a little HDMI switcher so I can switch, you know, other devices into it, like, like my uh, Raspberry Pi 400, <laughs> which I also didn't use during the pandemic. I, ah, you know, so. I I have to say that outside of you know Apple, Microsoft, Google, right. my my favorite tech brand okay. in the world is yeah. Anchor. Yes. Yes. Maybe not the Eufy part of Anchor, but which you know is taking a lot of heat right now for privacy but uh definitely anchor and i may have lost paul no he's back um oh <laughs> yeah thought you're frozen for a second but i mean you know oh, i know yeah, you're literally I, frozen where you are but <laughs> <laughs> i have anchor chargers anchor cables yep. and and they've all been just rock solid yeah they're real quality products i have to say like, like you saying you know i've got hubs and and now this stand and a bunch of cables, um, you know, they're not perfect. They, they wear out like everything else, but they seem to wear out more slowly than some other brands I've tried. Uh, it's too bad we really can't get their power bank stuff in Hawaii easily, at least through Amazon. Amazon won't ship them. So I guess if you I, find another. I have one that I, that I got. I have ones that I got before the Amazon embargo on yeah. batteries. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have a. I think I have a. I think I might have one or two small anchor batteries. Maybe, maybe not. But I was thinking the big, you know, big power banks that can like power. Yeah, I've your got house. the big power bank. Oh, you've got the big one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been kind of tempted, you know, because we've 
You know, as you know, Paul, even though we live in what's considered a civilized part of the world, we have a lot of power outages. <laughs> and so, well, we have a power grid that only goes one way yes. around the island. Yes. And, and, and since they've turned off, and I'm not pro-coal, but since they've turned off the coal-fired plant, we're slightly underpowered, but uh, ever so slightly. Um, and I use that, you know, not being an electrical transmission engineer. So I know electrical transmission. Todd, we have lots of power. We're fine. I'm just saying we have less than we used to. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, alrighty. And now you, you have a sad farewell. You know, in a, aside from dark sky. Yeah, um, I have a device called a slingbox. Yeah, I remember which you those. Which may or may not be familiar with. Yes, friends are uh, a fan basically of those what things. It, what it does is you take your cable box, you plug your cable box and your DVD player and other things into this slingbox, and it takes the signal from the cable box and turns it into an IP signal. So I can... Any place that I have an IP connection, I can get into my DVR and right. watch my DVR or my cable box live remotely. Yeah, I remember friends who were, um, before streaming was practical or legal or whatever you want to call it, they'd set up a sling box in their home and they'd be in their hotel and watching local television, that sort of thing, which was sort of like magic back in those days, you know, 20 years ago. or And so, so it just... The company's gone, or they just stopped servicing it, or um, yeah. So they they morphed into Sling TV, okay, and they offer their own streaming service. Got it. And they came up with some mealy mouthed rationalization for getting rid of <laughs> for no longer supporting the Slingbox. Like, well, the industry has moved on, and there's no longer a, a good fit for our product, and. We have our own streaming service, which competes with our product. So instead of a one-time purchase, we now, we're now going to ding you every month. Uh, uh, like like Adobe, like Microsoft. Like everybody. Like yeah. <laughs> Subscription is the way to go if you want um, you know, a stable cash flow. Can't, I blame them for that, but you know, they can't really. I, I, I mean, so here's my big problem with it. What happens when you subscribe to something that goes toes up? Yes. You have nothing. Yes. At least if you had an app, you could still use your app. Right. Now you got nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that I expect Microsoft Office to go toes up anytime no. soon, but there's lots of little subscriptions that I have that yeah. I could easily lose all of their... Um, I don't know if you remember the home control unit called X10. Yes, I have it upstairs. Very big. I mean, you know, like unplugged, but yep. Yeah, because I bought the X10, the new latest, greatest X10 controller two months right. later. They went toes up wow. and I've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because ha it has to phone home in order to activate. Right. As part of my uh, my Swedish death cleaning, I should I should go find my dead, de dead devices in terms of they are theoretically functional, but no longer function because, you know, something or other has died and that's very very sad and i've got a bunch of including my beloved microsoft spot watch which you know, the watches themselves <laughs> probably don't work anymore but you know before we had the apple watch and wear os and all that stuff that was the only way to have mobile data it was one way but at least you get news yeah. and weather and alerts and, and stuff and just the fact that it would automatically adjust for the time zone you were in oh was, yeah 
that was magic. Amazing at the time. That was magic. I remember landing in various, you know, cities, and I look at my watch. Yep, that's the right time. You know, when the when the flight attendants tell you you can now switch to local time or whatever, I go, nope, already done. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, for sure, for sure. Um, alrighty, uh, yeah. So goodbye to Slingbox. Goodbye to a whole bunch of Google products. Goodbye to Dark Sky. And I'm really seriously sad about that. I that was a a great app. It became less accurate, like I said, but it was. Still a great app for the time. It was the first truly accurate one for those of us who are not meteorologists. We just want to know if it's going to rain or not in the next five or ten minutes. <laughs> right. You know, or in your case, if the sky is going to be clear enough for some astronomy yeah. viewing. Should, should I start my walk around the block or am I going to be soaked by the time I get back? Exactly, right? And in Hawaii, that's not, <laughs> you know, you go outside, it looks nice, and the next minute it's like pouring rain. If you, you know, if you haven't been paying attention to weather forecast and even then weather weather forecasts often wrong but dark sky was usually more or less right okay so finally and i'm sorry to take up so much of your time paul we've we've gone over an hour no problem but uh looking forward to 20 crow pies <laughs> right I, I gotta take mine back out of the box i took it back out of the box to make sure I, it powered on which it did i i blame you for this because <laughs> i bought a crow pie because of listening to mobile views podcast <laughs> you can blame john then because <laughs> he convinced me i should buy one even though you didn't buy one himself and i think i've opened it like two or three times yeah same and said oh i really should start doing this and yes and then i thought oh during during the pandemic i'm going to have tons of time i can do this and then all of a sudden i had to now integrate all of these people working from home and all of their hardware and and totally disparate hardware with the, the bureau's hardware and software, and right. I was busier than ever. Yeah, that was the surprise for a lot of us who are fortunate enough to remain employed during the pandemic, is it we're busier than I think any of us expected. I have a question for you, since you helped a lot of people set up like home teleworking kinds of setups. Did you did you advise them on things like the headphones you're wearing, for example, for, for you know audio quality during conference calls? And um, did they take your advice? Um, well... They didn't take my advice on the uh, my favorite headphone for a video call uh-huh. is the Apple AirPods Pro Max. Oh, okay. It's okay. not it's not my favorite headphone overall because right. it's so heavy. Right. But for I found that for video calls, it's far and away the best one. I could have people leaf blowing outside my window, mm-hmm. and you would never know it because the active noise cancellation would just take it all out. Right in the headphones. So you're not de- depending on the services, whatever service you're using. So it'd be consistent across right. across video conference systems. That's a good point. Interesting. But but they're super expensive. They are. Um, so, I, you know, I, I kind of made recommendations. And uh, when the pandemic first started, we I went out and I bought like 20 or 30 of the <laughs> little, um, you know, the little mic, boom yes, mic. Yes, 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 yes. Over the ear. Right headphones i mean not not the expensive ones but the ones right, that right. were like you know 30 39 dollars yeah yeah like a low-end logitech or something a low-end yeah yeah and uh and really that was a lifesaver because suddenly all these people who had to do conference calls who hated yeah. to do conference calls up, right. up until then said well you know i can't do it with my my computer the microphone's lousy the yeah the speakers are lousy so i just gave him one of these and said here plug this into your USB port and yeah. you're good to go. Ah, that's good. Because one of my, one of, you know, most people actually had 
okay audio in terms of the, the microphone quality and stuff. I I bought a couple of bum devices where by bum I mean they functioned as they were designed I guess but they didn't they were not designed well. And so the microphone the, the ear earbud or earphone quality was fine for audio coming into my ears but the microphones were terrible. And so I I took a picture recently of everything I bought during the pandemic. Um you know in a pile a, a pile of audio junk. Um all of which are functional or most of which functional except the ones that broke in half. Um and there were several that did that. Uh, but it, it, it's, it, I always find it interesting how some people just have terrible audio. You know, they just sound poor. Uh, poorly, I guess. Right? And it's, it's, it's like, I can fix that really easy for you. You just need to go buy something that's, you know, not a piece of junk, like whatever it is you're using right now. Or, or be right. closer to your mic. Or don't put your, if you have a boom mic, don't put it right over your lips. You know, really simple tips like that. But. And that's saying I should. I hope my audio today is okay. <laughs> I'll find out when I listen to it. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Ryan was really upset with the mic I use. He did not like it for some reason. The last week when we were, we were talking, I use a uh, a Blue Yeti Nano, and I I've, I've used a Nano for years. I had the, the big one. I got this little one about a year or two ago, and it's been serving me well. I forget why Ryan didn't like it, but uh, I, I think I it's have okay. the regular Blue Yeti, which I use at home. I didn't yeah. bring it with me, of course. Yeah, it's huge. It would take up a suitcase by itself. It, it, it. I find it hilarious to watch, like YouTube videos, yeah, of these people with a with a blue yeti, and yeah. they've got it aimed so that they're talking into the end of it, the top, which is yeah. not the way a blue yeti works, right? Because it has no microphone at the top, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that too, and it's pretty interesting. And in fact, I just realized my microphone is not at the right angle, so I hope I sound okay. But, and, um, and being being the obnoxious person I am, I tend to leave a comment like, you're using your microphone wrong. You should be talking <laughs> into the side of it, right, right. not the top. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, you know, just like little tips. But well, that's a little tip that a lot of people don't realize because they don't know how their particular microphone actually works. Um, or, you know, to stay in front of the mic and not go side to side <laughs> like this. I'm, I'm moving my head from left to right. And you may have heard a pan if you're listening to it. This on a, I'm not recording stereo, so you wouldn't hear a pan. But you would hear it getting fading in and out, I guess is what I want to say. Um, and I just moved. Let's see. this. I'm, sta- I'm sitting about four inches away from my mic right now. This is about 12 inches to the right. 12 inches to the left, and now I'm back in the mic front of the mic. And so you just move a couple of inches, and it's a tremendous difference in, in you know, the audio uh, volume that person listening would hear. So. Especially the people who are doing demonstrations of things, like an unboxing oh, yeah. or a, yeah. how to use something. And they're moving all around. They're turning their head. Right. And the audio is going in and out and in and out. Right. And, you know, it's funny you mention that because one of the things I've been thinking about doing, you know, before the podcast, um, uh, Paul and I, or was it during the podcast? Now I can't remember. We were talking about people get lost in the trails near our homes, our respective homes. And uh, I was thinking about, I've been watching Kevin Nealon, who you might remember from Saturday Night Live. He has a Hiking with Kevin uh, vlog, I guess you call it, uh, where he, you know, he goes hiking with some mostly celebrity friends and they talk about various things. And his audio quality is fantastic. And I'm not, I, I think he's just using a GoPro mic, but I'm not sure. Uh, a GoPro camera with a, with a really nice microphone, apparently. So at any rate, I am not going to do a video because, as you know, Paul, I have a face for radio. Um, 
I, I have been thinking about doing a a mobile podcast, and by mobile I mean you know maybe I won't go hiking, but maybe I'll take a walk somewhere where it's not too much ambient sound. And that's the other thing is ambient sound is not that bad considering he's outdoors and whatever. And I've been looking at audio recording techno mobile audio recording technology, um, you know, by some of the usual suspects like DJI and Tascam and so forth and so on. And holy cow, it's more complicated than I really wanted to <laughs> deal with. I, I've actually made it a point of messaging people with particularly good audio in their yeah. podcasts yeah. or um, YouTube yeah. videos and asking them what equipment they use. Yeah, yeah. And have you found a, a common uh, thread in these responses? Sure, microphones are very popular. Oh, and very expensive, but yes, they're very and good. And very expensive. Yeah, musicians love them, uh, for sure. You know, pun intended. But uh, <laughs> I should know, sure, it's spelled with an A-H-S-H-U-R-E. But uh, anyway, right. anyway. Yeah, no, in fact, that's what Ryan was telling me. He said, you should get a sure. I said, Ryan, I have, this is a far fun podcast, dude. You know, I'm not going to spend four hundred dollars on a low end on a low end sure microphone. You know, right. this seventy dollar Blue Yeti Nano is just fine, and it's also not too huge, so I'm pretty happy with. It. But it looks like I'm going to have to probably spend about two hundred dollars to do a wireless setup. But boy, I tell you, it's they've all got problems. You know, one of the things I, I I've learned from watching a bunch of review videos is that the 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 wireless um, setups that work with, say, an iPad or iPhone, they are all very sensitive to RF in the environment. And so there's, you know, always like cell phone noise, um, if, you know, because everybody carries a phone with them when they do these things. And right. so I, I might have to go with something, either a wired solution, which is kind of ridiculous, or, or something else that doesn't use a traditional um, kind of a, a wireless lav mic setup, which is just prone to noise. And if you've ever been in a conference... And you've heard, you know, you've heard the, in the old days when we used to have CDM, a lot of people had CDMA phones. Every time a CDMA phone had an incoming call, even before the phone rang, even on silent mode, you would hear a bzzz, bzzz over right. the speaker's PA. And you would right. look, look around, is this getting a phone call in here, you know? Uh, same problem, except, uh, you know, many, many more phones these days. And so you're just walking around and get this, this RF buzz. So I'm still playing with it, but I will... I will ask you to help me test it. I'm asking some other nearby friends to help me test this outdoor. Um, and I, I will promise you won't go hiking and get lost and need a helicopter rescue. It'll be somewhere much tamer and safer. And Speaking of cell phones, do you have a state-issued cell phone that you have to turn in? No, I do not. I had a state-issued MiFi that I turned in. Okay. Yeah. I, I was wondering if that meant you would be able to watch... Um, <clears throat> The uh, the Chinese service, which shall mean not be named again. <laughs> uh, no, my the, the I did not have a stage phone because I did not you know I did not want to carry three phones again. I used to carry three cell phones, all mine. I'm down to two now, and that's just fine. Thank you. I did carry a MiFi because uh, you know a lot of times I needed to connect a notebook or an iPad, and that way I didn't have to use my own tethering. I don't have unlimited data on my plans because I'm cheap. Even pre-retirement, it was cheap. Um, I, I, I think it's really interesting to watch the the talking heads on TV uh -huh. talking about TikTok and you know how terrible it is because China is you know accessing your camera, accessing your microphone, right. accessing all your data, and right. I'm like, you guys have no clue how any of this technology actually works. <laughs> 
Well, in the case of TikTok, they they have admitted they're actually looking at stuff. But yeah, yeah. So they're lawmakers who are reacting to overreacting, but maybe conspiracy theory minded constituents. Yes. And and thinking, oh, we've got to shut all this down. I'm like, no, you don't have to shut it all down. You're just going to drive your kids crazy. (laughs) And all you have to do is exercise a little bit of personal responsibility. Like, don't give it access to this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Don't put it on your government issue phone, maybe. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. You know, I had a five G MiFi, a Verizon MiFi, and let me tell you, five G is not worth squat, from what I can tell. You know, unless you're standing in the exact spot where you can get maximal five G, it's no better and sometimes worse than LTE. Or it'll switch you down to LTE anyway, so it doesn't matter. I've walked two blocks. Oh. And it varied from 10 megabits down to, like, you know, maybe 90 megabits down. From my living room to my kitchen varies that much. Yeah, I believe it. And and the worst part is that it will, it'll try to hang on to the lousy 5G signal as long as possible right. instead of switching to the much better LTE signal. Right, just to say, just so you have a 5G icon on your phone or right. whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that said, it was nice to have a MiFi, especially during the pandemic when, oddly enough, when everybody else was hunkered at home, I was out working and not in my office, and I needed that to, you know, get jobs done. So I, I am very grateful to have had a state-issued MiFi to do my state work. I also gave up my federal GETS card, which allows you to break in through the phone system to get emergency calls in and out. <laughs> so uh-huh. I gave, yeah, I gave that up, um, or you know, turned it in is 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 what i should say so and of course my notebook which is a piece of junk which is fun you know i didn't mind giving that up and i, I turned in three broken mice uh, <laughs> i ended up using my own mice because like stuff we were buying just broke all the time but uh yeah i don't miss any of that stuff the only thing i miss is my parking spot i really miss my parking spot <laughs> in downtown honolulu which is really you know nice to have as you might know right yeah yeah that was that was traumatic when i went to give up my my um my gate card and for my parking and <laughs> scrape the decal off, which is really hard to do. By the scrape the decal off my 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 bumper, and I, I got that twenty dollar check back. You know my my deposit for my access card, my gate card. <laughs> so I, at least I got twenty bucks back. But uh, boy, was it nice to have parking downtown. I, know, I'd like to recommend Googon. Googon? Oh, Gugon. to take stuff off. Yes, yes. I, I actually yes. have that, and I forgot to use it. I have it in my shelf. <laughs> so. Um, so I turned in basically dust in a Ziploc bag, and there was one part that kind of identified. Said, so, "This is fine. You, you can go. You can get your twenty bucks back." But yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we shall talk again when we have each played the crow pie again. Uh, I need to go set mine. Actually, I need to go. I think update my uh, my Raspberry Pi four hundred again because you know, <laughs> during the pandemic, they completely changed the OS from Raspbian right. to whatever it is now. Um, and I think you can even get Fedora. Yeah, I think you can get Fedora Linux for... I mean, you could always get alternate, but like an officially sanctioned version. Right. So maybe I'll bust out an SD card somewhere and build one of those to play with. All right, let's get back together sometime soon. Maybe in person for, uh, you know, my my mobile Mobile Views podcast. We can, we can do s- that. <laughs> we can sit outside of a Starbucks or... I've done some outside testing. Any place near a road is bad. <laughs> Any place near, you know, streets are okay. The neighborhood streets are okay, but I, I tested it out by the highway just just for yucks. Tested it by the ocean. I, I think it's a matter of getting a mic, and I probably got to get a little fuzzy, you know, fuzzy cover for it too. 
reduced and outdoor. I, I will ex- I will experiment with this. I used to do some mobile mobile podcasts just for sound testing and um, including one in Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, outside an Apple store which had Wi-Fi. But um, thanks again for spending so much time. Oh sure. And and My I pleasure. hope you. I hope you have a safe and uh, pleasant flight back, back without people fighting in the co- in the in the cabin areas. <laughs> you know, we've had a plane turn around recently, right? That turned around to Honolulu because a fight broke out, a physical fight. Anyway, thank you again, Paul. And, and I will been... keep my seatbelt fastened while seated. Oh yeah, yeah, do that, and uh, <laughs> keep, keep a tight grip on your hydro flask. <laughs> right. Yeah, I you saw the hole in that the ceiling and the of the yeah. flight. But that was a hydro flask. Well, at least in a hydro flask is made to, you know, take punishment, right? <laughs> All right, Mobius Podcast 438 is in the can. Thank you.